Welcome back to MZBC, the podcast for January 12th, 2023. Coming to you live from remote locations as we kick off the new year, <laughs> trying out new things and bringing on new stars. Me and Mike were out there rocking the podcast world and, and, and Apple's calling, trying to sign us in contracts and then E-Man heard about it and then he jumps in here. And so we want to give Emmanuel Griffin a welcome to the podcast. So E-Man, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to well, be, be. This is my very first podcast. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the circus. Yeah. You said, what are we talking about tonight? I said, I have no idea. We'll see when Mike gets on here, what we want to, what we want to do. I said, I'll tell you this, Mike never go, doesn't ever not have something to say. I know that for a fact. <laughs> for, <laughs> for all those people. That definitely that helps with the dead moments. Oh, hey, I talked to a lot of people, man. I, I go to a lot of different places. Yes, you do. I said, uh, no matter what the topic is, uh, Mike's got got some wisdom in it. So that's that's good, man. So awesome. Well, well I got a story probably, but I don't know about the wisdom. Yeah, you, well, sometimes your stories have wisdom embedded in them, and sometimes they're just stories. Uh, well, we are works. back. We are We're glad back. to be. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I'm glad to be back too. Uh, we, I think I was listening to the podcast uh, when we did. It's been October since we did one, but uh, the last one we did, and we um, told the people in that podcast. Then we're going to try to do better about being uh, about doing it and being on time and all those things. And then here we go, two months later. Um, <laughs> and keep in mind, you're like, I promise. I was like, don't say that. <laughs> you did say that. Careful what you like, say. Don't say that. <laughs> you did say that. And so uh, I will kick it off. Yeah, we have a lot to catch up on. We got some stuff. Uh, I tried to write an outline, but I mean that's pretty um, simplistic if I'm writing it. And so we don't we don't really have much to go on there. But uh, Eman, so let's start there. Uh, people know who me and Mike are. We talked to him for the last year and a half, and they know probably too much about um, what I struggle with and what Mike struggles with and what we're trying <laughs> to do. Um, so you don't have to get into your struggles now, but just who are you? Uh, how do we know you? What, what what are you doing with your life? What's happening? What are okay. you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> for for those that don't know me, my name is Emmanuel, last name Griffin. Um, I've been a member of Mount Zion Baptist Church whew, for as long as I remember. Uh, since you came uh, out the womb. Pretty much, just about. Uh, I want to say from from what I recall, maybe about two years old, I started coming to Mount Zion. So crying in the pews, going to children's church and, you know, making my way through youth and all that good stuff. Uh, right now, I am uh, currently working for uh, Hancock ASCII in their tax department. Uh, so that's been uh, fun. I work in Atlanta, um, graduated college in 2020 in the midst of a pandemic. So that was uh, definitely interesting and fun. Went on to get um, graduate school and finished that in December. So that was interesting to say the least, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, all in all, just some little hobbies. I love to play basketball, very competitive person. So if you ever see me in the gym, don't challenge me. We will. <laughs> We will get it. Russell well, knows about Mike it. Mike uh, doesn't have that competitive nature that we have, Emmanuel. Um, not unless you want to get into like the Bible or fishing or <laughs> something well, constructive. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not the most creative person when it comes to my uh, creative bone, but uh, uh, the best I can give you as far as creativity is stick figures. So if you want to get into a stick figure competition, I think I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I might, sure. could, I might could take you up on that deal. <laughs> cool. <laughs> So, Eman, uh, what, what are you doing? Uh, school? Done with it? Um, uh, I'm all done with as far as my higher, le uh, higher level of learning. Uh, got my bachelor's, got my master's. So my next step is definitely uh, work on my CPA, uh, which is certified public accountant uh, for those that do not know. Um, so that's an 18-month to 24-month I'm not going to say headache, but uh, career <laughs> <Blessing>. investment. <Blessing. laughs> exactly. There we go. Mm -hmm. uh, career investment and blessing within itself. So I'll be starting that within the, mm -hmm. uh, I say February, uh, but it could be very well sooner. It could be a little bit later, but uh, mm -hmm. with tax season coming around, I may not have as, as much time on my hands as I would like, but uh, that is my next career check mark. For sure. I want to say. Just started an internship. Uh, actually Monday. Start on Monday. <laughs> Started in Monday. Um, well, I did the training uh, this past Monday. I'll be starting the real deal, real deal work of taxes coming this following Monday, uh, this upcoming Monday. Um, so that'll be unique. Uh, not my first internship, but uh, definitely a, a different one as far as a firm 
firm mm-hmm. is concerned in real accounting work, but outside of, you know, uh, I guess you could say just pushing numbers. <laughs> yeah. And this is be more so tax based. So what's your um, catch the people up so they don't just think they're listening to some heathen out there. I mean, like, tell us about <laughs> when did you meet Jesus? And uh, you don't have to give me the whole story, but like, what's how's that? How's that as a you're 20? What? I'm 20. I turned 25 yesterday, actually. That's yes. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did text you, so I didn't forget about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just tell. I mean, because that's a, one of the reasons why I wanted you to be on the podcast. Because me and Mike are uh, almost double that age, honestly. And so, being a 25 year old, uh, just talk a little bit about that. Like, uh, I was. I was just thinking. I was like, when I was 25, I was sober enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, being 25, I, I I found Jesus around. Uh, Originally, when I was probably around seven years old, uh, uh, with Miss Barbara going mm-hmm. through uh, Children's Church of Mount Zion. Uh, of course, you know, as I get older and got older, uh, of course, I stumbled and rededicated my my life back uh, when I was twelve, and uh, probably rededicated a couple times. Actually, uh, definitely go through my own struggles as a twenty-four year old. I've seen um, everything when, as far as it, within the community, within uh, my own my own f- friend group. Uh, uh, definitely, am a, a a believer in Christ. Uh, my, my, for those that want to know my life verses, Jay reminded one of my life verses, mm-hmm. the one I typically hear the most, uh, and not the one I run to is Jeremiah 29, 11. And, uh, I, as far as that verse and what it means to me, it definitely, uh, it's opened my eyes as a, um, just as a young man, because, uh, me being 25, and I'm sure both of you all know, you face a lot of things in this world, just, just outside of, you know, your day to day, day to day, and even mm-hmm. on Sundays. So, uh, being 25 and, you know, uh, battling between the world and peer pressure and seeing others doing other things and uh, trying to get you to obviously not follow Jesus is, <laughs> isn't is often considered the popular route. And I now, just... Now, with that being said, they're not actually saying, stop following that guy and come have fun. Right. I mean, they're not actually saying, don't follow Jesus. I think he's almost asking you a question. They're not literally saying that, right? It's just like, you get that sense. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's more so, you know, um, day to day. party with us and have a good time. Why why, why are you going to church when you can definitely be sleeping? Even to the simplest thing, why go to church when you can sleep in on a Sunday? Um, uh, (laughs) Preach! <laughs> why uh why you why you feel like the need for for instance there's uh why do you feel the need to um mentor some of the younger guys within the youth group or within the community um why is that important to you as opposed to you could just go hang out with the people your age and do your own thing uh mm-hmm. or you know continue to figure out this thing called life by yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> um so that's kind well, of hey if you get it figured out let us know yeah. Oh man, I, I, 25, 25 years and I still don't know the recipe. We're, so if we're about forty-five it, and we haven't got it figured out yet. Right, <laughs> and uh, that's the be- I think that's the beautiful thing about you know life. Uh, I was told a long time ago it was not non-Christian of uh, Christian that was telling me, but it was like man, no, no one has a recipe. You know this this amount of love, this amount of eggs, this amount of this that and the fifth to life. So everybody has their own you know, way of doing it. But one thing I, I've, I've realized just by walking, my walk with Christ and uh, trying to stay as focused as I could, uh, one thing about it, uh, I can be sure in, in the Father that he's He's consistent through it all. So I think that uh, is very encouraging um, as far as being a younger uh, Christian. I still consider myself a baby Christian as mm-hmm. as uh, Russell and uh, uh, some other uh, teachers would say. I haven't figured everything out. And I, I often tell the guys that I uh, try to mentor and help. I'm like, hey, I'm still trying to figure out this thing called life too. I, 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 I'm not doing it alone. I don't want you all to do it alone, but I haven't figured it out. I stumble, I make mistakes. Uh, one thing I know I can uh, bring my my struggles and issues t- to the father. And that to me is uh, one of those comforting things to realize. So I know, uh, yeah, facts. Those are facts right there for sure. Um, one thing I know about E-Man, Savannah State, right, is where you orig- bachelor's degree from. And you're a member of yep. what fraternity, E-Man? Uh, I am a member of Omega Sci-Fi. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Omega yeah. Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. And I don't know anything about Omega oh. Sci-Fi Fraternity other than the fact that they uh, are proud of their tongues and like like to do this move <laughs> with their hand like, I can't get in the camera. Yeah, but it's, th- yeah I can't do it. I'll probably get, probably get beat down if you do it and you're not in their fraternity <laughs> or something. Um, don't so feel bad. <laughs> how was that, Emmanuel? Like, how was that as a young man away at college for the first time? Because I mean, you grew up here. You were here. We went on youth trips together and Daytona Beach and that kind of stuff. But that was all under the church umbrella. Really, Savannah was really the first time you were out on your own, right? And 
in a fraternity, and I'm sure there were things pulling you all different directions. How, how was that struggle? Oh man, it was, college is I think uh, is one of those situations for anybody that you know, 18 year old up until honestly 22. Uh, you don't you don't really see life until you hit you get out of mom and dad's house. So I, as far as my uh, different experiences, even my freshman year was probably the biggest wake up call as far as, you know, hey, <laughs> the world is a nasty place. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, joining the fraternity, a lot of people don't understand that the fraternity was built on Christian values. Uh, that's one thing I tell people uh, to do as far as research, understand what you're getting into. Uh, but uh, as far as being pulled left and right, uh, of course, there's there's always going to be members within the fraternity, within uh, with not within the fraternities and other fraternities, and uh, even on the campus. We're like, uh, I'm still trying to figure out this thing called life. Uh, quick little story. I was in my freshman year. We were just chilling in one of the dorms, and I don't know how the topic came up. And somebody said, well, I don't believe in God. Mm. And it took everything in me not to say anything. But I think it's one of those things where God was like, I think I'm putting you in this in this room for a reason. And it, I just kind of gave my little my um, testimony and why why I believe what I believe. And I, I went I went back to Pastor Chris after, after a while. I was like, man, he hit me with a question. Why, mm-hmm. why do I believe the Bible? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know the answer at the time. And I had to do some self-seeking and self-searching and uh, some uh, research, which eventually led me to some videos and some uh, information to help me better be able to defend my faith. And to me, that was one of the, I think, like I said, I think it was more so for me than it was for the person I was talking to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but one thing about it, uh, college, I'm sure you know, has many different worldly things that they're trying to pull you left For and sure. right and oftentimes it's not god that that they're trying to pull you to um yeah. even at even because i went to a christian high school and one thing i yeah. always tell people just because it's a christian high school it has a, a nice little c on the front of the building does not mean <laughs> everybody in that building is a christian so i mean i honestly felt that you know sometimes those christian school kids are worse than public school kids but yeah. um, hey i'll tell you this because russell's kids and my son go to the same school i'm not gonna say yeah. the name right now mm-hmm. but not until they pay us people, for advertising. We're not giving them free advertising. Right. <laughs> Those people that drive through the parking lot to drop their kids off in the morning, they are oh, not man. Christians. <laughs> I have heard some interesting stories when it comes to these car lines. And it's not encouraging me as I get older. And I'm like, man. See, I don't oh, even sit in the car line. I, I park and yeah. we walk up to the door. And wow. Yeah. <laughs> It's intense. <laughs> it's dangerous to walk across that parking lot in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think, Emmanuel, back to the um, testing your faith and like, uh, why do I believe that? I mean, that was, uh, for some reason, I was yeah, telling. That's, that, a, that's a really good question. And until a secular person says, well, why do you believe? It's like, that's a good question. Why do right. I believe? <laughs> yeah, because the, the exactly. worst answer you can give them is like, oh, well, because you're <clears> supposed <throat> to, or well, because my pastor told me to, or my mom and dad do, and so I do. And you're like, yep. well, I don't even know why do I believe this. And I, I was telling the class last night in Bible study that for whatever reason, God has me going through this season of people calling me and doubting their faith and, and want to know for real, like, okay, where does the Bible say this? And why does the Bible say that? And 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 does it really all make sense? And like, it's, so it's been, like you say, it's kind of been challenging. I've had to go do some research on my own where I was really trying to help them. But I think God was putting me in a position to go grow in my own faith, like go figure it out for myself also, yeah. because you got to have that answer because it all doesn't make sense. Like sometimes it doesn't. And, and that's, that's how faith is. It's just like, we're not going to know some of these answers until Jesus comes back and we get the chance to ask him. Um, and, and then, then his answer may just blow our mind and we'll be like, I still can't fathom that. I don't know what that even means. And so I think that's a (laughs) huge, like going on in this world right now. Um, there's so much happening in the world. It always has been. I think the more we, I say that out loud, like the world seems chaotic and and things are out of control. The more I realize it's always been like since day one, like, uh, well, maybe not day one, but very close to day one, um, when Adam and Eve. Uh, were tempted and and did what they did. And so, yeah, I think that's part of this journey. And so at 25, I'm glad that you're learning that at 25 because I'm 45 and still trying to grind and and get it. And so you're one one step above. Go ahead, Mike. I got two verses to go to E-Man's question there. Mm -hmm. The first one is uh, Acts 3.15, when Peter gives his first sermon, says, you know, why do we follow Christ? 
So this won't pertain to, any, to everybody, but this is probably a good reason to follow him. Uh, Acts 3.15, Peter giving a sermon saying, you killed the source of life whom God raised from the dead. We are witnesses of this. Some source uh, translations may say the author of life. You know, he is life. And Jesus even said he came to give life and give it to the full. Mm -hmm. And then over in Hebrews 12, 2, it says, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the source and perfecter of our faith. Mm -hmm. So not only, and he was a great, he was the ultimate teacher, or in Hebrew, it would be rabbi. <clears throat> because like we kind of the, I guess, motto from the last Bible study that uh, Russell was leading, uh, Lead Like Jesus, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. Basically, the greatest teachers, they don't just tell you how to do it. They show you how. Yeah. So he is not only telling us how to live, but he also showed us how to do it. But he went way beyond what we will ever have to do. And he laid down his life for everyone so we can't have eternal salvation because salvation is God's, but the way we receive it is through Christ. Mm -hmm. and, they, and along with salvation, you get eternity. So he, he is ultimately the foundation of life itself. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, and we should say uh, permanent life and not just a temporary fix, like a, a fun Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I know in college, I didn't. I don't expect you to sit here and act like you walked on water and like did everything perfectly right. You're you're, you're young. You you probably had mm -hmm. moments where you're like, you just let yourself go into it because it's peer pressure. It's like so much things going on around you. Um, but I think all of that shapes you and forms you into into who you are and like what God is working in your life. And there are probably some moments and cause I know I've had them in my life where you slipped into some things that you knew weren't uh, what you were supposed to be into. Um, and God is convicting you in that moment, but you're in it and you can't get out of right. it. And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. ugh, okay, God, we'll talk about this later. I know I'm blowing it right <laughs> now, but you know, we're good. And the cool thing about God is he knows that. Um, that's what I think is so cool about God. And it's obvious if you're a believer, you know this, but the, the fact that he looks past all that and, still allows us to be used in ways that we uh, don't even anticipate or ways that we don't even plan to be used. Um, it, it's part of the coolness and the, just like the exciting part of this walk with God, because there are a lot, there are a lot of instances and a lot of things where it's not fun. And you're like, man, what, what is that God? You're making me real uncomfortable right now. And you're making me do things. People always talk about my biggest fear is public speaking and this and that. And I'm like, bro, you are preaching to the choir. No doubt. Like that's every, <laughs> yeah. no one wants to stand up and talk in front of people because you mess up some words, you mess up the this or that. And now, and nowadays everything's on video. Everything's recorded. Oh, I'll, I'll let it's you know when you mess up. Well, don't worry. I have, I have people that, uh, some of them wear a wedding ring with me and others are just, were made by me and the person that wears the wedding ring. And they like to tell me when I, when I slip up and it, and it's, and it's good. I ask every Sunday, did I mess anything up today? <laughs> you know? And sometimes the answer has been yes. And most of the time it's been no, but I think all that is growing. And so, yeah, I appreciate your honesty there about just how hard that is as, as a 25 year old. And so uh, God got you through that. Um, you graduated with flying colors. I'm sure that was never a struggle. Uh, master's okay. degree just finished up. Um, just yep. rocking it, man. So God is, God is, you see God's handiwork in your life, his good goodness in your life. And, I think that's huge because we don't have time on tonight's podcast, but uh, you have a family that knows Jesus, that loves God, um, that has helped mentor you along the way. And and I think that's Definitely. part of it too. We, that's a different discussion for a different time. But we're, we're, I say all that to say, I'm glad you're here. And I think that this is going to be a good addition to the podcast um, just to get your viewpoints. Um, and if no, if you have, if you're watching the video, if you haven't noticed, E-Man doesn't look like me and Mike either. So I think that's always a good thing too. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, just mix it true. up. 
Because I don't I'm think you. you really had. I don't think you really had to point that out. But that's a good observation. <laughs> well, I don't know. You would be surprised. Uh, sometimes people call the church and they talk to me, and I say, "Yeah, when you get here, um, just look for like a short white guy." And they're like, "Wait, you're white?" <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, actually, I didn't know that. Actually, uh, you preach in Clayton County. Yeah, that right. is what they. Are you they feeling are. safe over there? <laughs> they are a little thrown off by that, and yeah, they would not feel safe. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, so glad you're here, bro. So that's that's awesome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing all that, and we'll, we'll, we'll it'll be a good addition. So, Mike, last time we were uh, in October when we met, you were in kind of a transition period yourself, where you mm -hmm. were uh, stepping away from a reclaim. I'm kind, of to... a, I'm kind of a free agent right now. Yeah. <laughs> so what 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 led uh, you? What do you think led you to that? And it's kind of uh, part of that. I was listening. I was listening. And a lot of people, when, when Christ talks to them or Jesus or God, whichever one they, is talking to them at the time, uh, they always think that he's going to say, okay, you've gone to level three. Now I need you to move up to level four. Well, that's not always the case. And when God is talking to them, it's like, okay, you're at level three. But now you need to step back down to level one. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and when God tells people to back off and back down or stand down, uh, they don't listen as well as when they can advance, if he says to advance. So uh, the class uh, is a great class. The guys were really receptive. They were very interactive. And they, they come a long way in the... X amount of years that I was in class with them, <clears throat> but it, he just said it's it's time to step down and go in a different direction now. And I didn't hesitate because I was I was always one to say if God says go that way, you need to go. Mm -hmm. And if He says move up, you move up. If He says move down, you move down. Or, sideways whatever direction he says go you go and he'll take care of the rest but and i always tell people i was like now if you're in a a church body and you are in some form of leadership within that body don't let your position determine who you are because then you're going to get focused on your position mm -hmm. your seat they're in my seat that's not your seat <laughs> you know, and we've had these discussions that's mm -hmm. not your seat mm -hmm. that seat belongs to the church building <laughs> uh, so then we'll so i wasn't focused on being the leader because the the deal with the leader and the teacher is to teach and like a manual you teach them and then they go and teach you're you're raising teachers and leaders you're not raising children to keep them in your class so you'll have a big attendance mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> so the class he was telling me it, it had run its course and it was time for me just to step down and i didn't have a problem with that you know and i, I believe i i talked with you about it before mm -hmm. i actually made the decision and finalized it because <clears throat> uh, the guys in there they they've got it they got it now they can go out and share it Mm -hmm. and, and they just kind of went to their own class the different classes and Haley and myself are actually in a class together now and you know Vance is doing a great job you know he's still he's still learning it because you know we all have to start out from square one when you're teaching you like you said you want to make sure you get it right you say the right words and but I wouldn't I try not to get too hung up like Paul says, you know, I didn't come with eloquent speech and, you know, throwing all my degrees out there because I came in fear and trembling and all I'm going to tell you about is Christ. Mm -hmm. And, but the, the more I was in uh, Vance's class and they, they call it couples class. There's, they're still trying to figure out a name for it. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> it's great. And, Vance has asked me to help sometime and he's asked my input and I just say, well, I'll give you my input, but my input is kind of how I would do it, but you can take it and mold it and shape it and use it to your benefit. However, it will help you. Mm -hmm. And 
I actually uh, did a lesson uh, this past Sunday, which I liked because since I'm not in a leadership role, I don't read as much as I used to. So it's nice you've got that little bit of free time, but the downside is I don't read as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still listen to my Bible every night. I still listen to it every night. I still look at Word Day every morning. <clears throat> but the longer I'm in there, I'm like, this isn't where I need to be. Mm -hmm. You know, not not they're not doing a great job. It's just me personally. Just well, I asked you to step down, but I've got something else lined up for you. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I, you know, you and I talked again, and I really feel like my my calling, and as of right now, you know, that could always change, is really focusing on the leadership of the church body. Yeah. Because until you are actually in a leadership position within a church body at a church building, Sunday is work. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's work. That's what it is. And, and we've talked about that. There's a lot that really goes on, like you preparing a, a sermon or a message uh, for Sunday. You get up there and you speak for 45 minutes and hope you get the message across. Uh, and then, you know, preparing for Wednesday and putting that together. So, you know, we talked about that. So I really feel like um, I'm really getting starting to get focused on leadership. And I think that I think that leadership is like a, not to cut you off. Sorry, but I was in a meeting today, and 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 they were saying that um, like they it was the International Mission Board or someone that was speaking, and they were saying that uh, leadership when they polled pastors, it was like 78 percent of the pastors they interviewed were like that's the biggest struggle uh, in their church body and in their ministry was developing leaders because. Uh, sometimes it, we make it look like it's not as hard as it is. And that's all on God. Thank you for that, God. We appreciate that. But it also does make it difficult when you're trying to bring people along with you and, and they see how much the grind is. And they're like, whoa, you do this every week. And you're like, yeah, I mean, that you have, Man, this is it's like, not just pastoring on a Sunday. It's, it's, yeah, it's, this is my Sunday, you know, I can get <laughs> right. home, you know, whatever season it is watching mm -hmm. the game. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. So it's a huge so thing. It, 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 it does. It, it's a mental strain sometimes and not that it's not a great thing to do and be called to do, but at the same time, we're human. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because when you study and you build a lesson and let's just say, for instance, me, um, you may have got broke into this yet. <laughs> you work full time and then read and go to school. Yeah. You know, in, there's not a lot of time there. And that's kind of what happened with the, with the podcast. Mm -hmm. We both just kind of just life started happening. <laughs> yeah. My life uh, got slammed with work. It, it got to the point where it was too much. And I mean, sometimes you just have to back down. Mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. I'm out for a minute. And that's, that's one thing I did like about not having a class anymore is uh freedom. Yeah. You get a yeah. little bit more, you know, selfishly to say me time and family time. And I think it was a good uh, season of just. Still didn't get to do any more fishing than I did. <laughs> but. <laughs> and I think it's. But a, I, it, I, just, I just feel like leadership is, is being kind of left to the wayside as being seen as, well, that's their job. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's well, they right. need help too. They got to get fed. They need support. They need encouragement just like anybody else would, instead of the congregation saying, well, I've got a lot of problems. And if I was in Russell's position, I'd text back. It's like, well, who don't? <laughs> you know? yeah, Russell, Russell's got a, a lot better response to, than, than some of us. It's like, you well, know? I got issues too now. <laughs> it's funny, Mike, before you came on here, I was telling E-Man about one of those responses I wanted to have earlier and I wasn't allowed. My wife leaned over and said, you better not say that. That's not what you <laughs> need to say in this moment. I think, E-Man, you got to go. You got to, Dinner, you got to be at yeah. at 7.30, you told me, right? I do. 12. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. I hate to cut, to cut you no, off and leave good. it on, on my training. first day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mike, we could, Doc is pay, Mike. Whatever you're paying him, take it off. Um, 
but we appreciate you, bro. So you got the intro in there. They know who you are. They'll be looking for you next time. Whenever you need to dip out, just go ahead and leave the meeting. It's all good. And uh, okay, we'll catch I'm up a, next time. Hey, we'll, we'll pick up the slack and take it from here. Yeah, so you got five more minutes, gonna, man. Yeah, I'm going to sit around for another five more minutes. And, uh, okay, good. Okay, good. Try to. Yeah, man, he's, yeah. he's in Savannah I, I today, Mike. He's like, not even in Jonesboro. Yeah, I'm not the, even in, jo in, where, in Jones, the Jonesboro where area. Where the storms right tried now. to take us out earlier. He didn't know what I was talking about when we started. I didn't even. I was told there was where a storm, and I'm like. I'm out down here in Savannah, uh, training in the uh, Savannah office, uh, so that's been fun. <laughs> but oh. you know, like I said, I graduated from Savannah State, so it's like. So home, Savannah. I mean, what time is it? Seven. Yeah, Savannah's just now getting fired up. <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> like I said, like I told Russell on the phone, I said, "Yeah, they want to have a dinner for the last, you know, last night." And I guess I'll go. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if they're footing the bill, but, you um, definitely go. Oh yeah. So that, that now I will say that that's one thing I do like about the corporate life uh, that that I haven't been able to experience. It's one of those wow. So uh, that, I I definitely thank God for that, especially with uh where I'm where I'm heading as far as my career. I think uh I think it's some uh, some good things coming my way. You know, mm -hmm. God willing, and um I'm trying to stay I'm trying to stay in stay in His will, and you know, He'll help Him lead me. <laughs> there you go. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, uh, so. The only other thing uh, I had wrote down, Mike, uh, your change and and then the 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 thought of just continuing to persevere just seems to keep mm -hmm. uh, growing in my just in my walk and everything. Uh, so I thought, you know, as a pastor, I, I guess I didn't I didn't grow up in church and so I didn't know anything until I came to Mount Zion how church even works and um, different people do things different ways and so you know you feel like you have to have a different theme for every year and you have to have a I do you do have to have a vision to say church this is where we're going. Um, but I feel like last year and in, in the end of 2020 and, and 2021, that God gave us a clear vision that uh, God created me a pure heart because until my heart is clean and pure, it's hard for me to impact other people. And so last year, that was our focus. God created me a pure heart. And I told the staff this year, I said, I think um, that's our focus now. I said, I think that that always is our focus is continuously saying God created me a pure heart. And along with that journey. I had a good friend of mine step in and say, well, why, I think something that um, complements that is the scripture where they say, take up your cross daily and follow me, because that's really where the struggle comes in. We all have our issues and all have our things. So as we're trying to say, God created me a pure heart, today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to say, Jesus, I'm taking this cross and I'm, I'm following right after you um, because of what you've done for me. Uh, and it doesn't, it makes it easier. It doesn't make it easy, I guess, if I can say it that way, um, because it's still a struggle. I mean, because Russell's still Russell. Like I am, I told the kids at Mount Zion High School today, look, I am Pastor Russell. I hear you. Like, yeah, I, I have some benefits and some blessings that God has put in my life and um, he's working and allowing me to do things, but I'm still human and, and we, I still have struggles. Um, the only difference is I got to take those struggles, put them in the hands of Jesus, put them at the foot of the cross and then stand before people. And, and and preach the truth, you know? And so some days that's easier than other days uh, because when you're having a bad week, it's hard to get up and inspire people. Um, but you got to get over yourself in those instances is what I'm learning. And so we're, it's a good journey to be on. And that perseverance thing, man, I think that that is going to be something that is in my life, in my walk, in my journey until Jesus calls yeah. me home. I was just going to say, uh, just to add a little piece on that perseverance part, man, that's, to me, it's one of those... Uh, it's one of those things that takes a conscious effort getting up every morning because you could you could gladly say yeah not today i'm not mm -hmm. pushing through whatever whatever life may be going through uh whether it be for for my age group school it could be the stresses of school or for both of you all the stresses of work and, and balancing work and family and and making that work um but I, one thing I, I hate to be cliche but <laughs> uh diamonds aren't created without a little bit of pressure and it requires some consistent pushing and some consistent self-motivation motivation from others and uh i find it to be one of those things you have to before you you know, like like i said uh before you step out of bed get right with yourself and god it's like that uh one thing i always walked away with uh don't let the feet hit the ground without talking to god first because one thing about it he'll he'll definitely give you that that drive again um oftentimes when it's it's one of those things where often i think of mondays oh man mondays are drag it's another beginning of another long work week or whatnot but uh i, I was always but, curious about the monday thing though i mean because sometimes wednesdays and thursdays suck too right <laughs> and, and one thing you about it get I, up and go to work 
One thing about it, I, I, I found it to be one of those situations where it's like, we always say, thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. And uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys know uh, Eric Thomas. He's a um, motivational speaker. He always oh, yeah. says, thank God it's Monday. I mean, there's we we have our own issues in life. And there's often times where we get so caught up in, oh, man, Monday, I got this report, this report, this, that, and the fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, thank God it's Monday. Thank God I get to struggle a little bit. Because, like I said, without a hey, At struggle, least you've got a job to, to go to. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> a, Some people a, are going up. I wish it was I wish it was Friday again. Yeah. <laughs> there's a podcast I listen to and the guy always says, Look, man, you could die on Friday just as easy as you could die on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Absolutely. So quit looking for uh, can't wait till Friday. You know, weekends finally made it to Friday. Like, dude, Friday could be the so worst leave, day of your week. Yeah, leave right? every day, one day at a time. Hey, mm-hmm. hate to interrupt, gentlemen. I appreciate the time. Right. Yes, sir. Uh, I look forward to talking with you all next week. All right. See, you, dude. See you, man. All right. See you, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, that is facts right there because the perseverance part is really what is um is really to get E-Man's name off of our um off the screen. He didn't uh, cut don't, it. Don't delete it. <laughs> get that name off of here and then update it. Boom, there we go. Um yeah, that perseverance thing is is a real thing because in just every day uh the grind of of church work, um you put so mm-hmm. much into Sunday. Like I put so much into Sunday. Mondays for me are like I'm just barely here mentally, physically, everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm here if you need me, but not much because you put so much into that Sunday morning effort and and you want to see change and people respond and all that. And so mm-hmm. Monday I'm kind of just floating through here and just banking that God's going to give me the strength to make it. And, and and the cool thing is He continues to do it, which blows my mind how He continues mm-hmm. just to step up and and be so much more than I, I, he allows me to, um, he allows me to come across as so much more than I am. I guess I can say it like that. Um, and that, that's just a really cool thing that God does. And, and to add to that, I don't recall if I mentioned it on, if we ever recorded the pot on the story I'm about to say, uh, last year, uh, I was out working. I was out at Fulton Industrial, and I'll say his name because um, I'm sure he won't mind, and he's he's not ashamed of that. I'm just going to say his name is Daniel. Mm-hmm. Really nice guy. I had never worked with him before, and I went out and was working on some trucks, and he kind of came into this this uh, company. And he basically, from what I gathered, he was kind of reforming everything. Mm-hmm. He was doing a reform. <clears throat> and we got to talking, and I went out there a few times, and I, I probably met him about two or three times. Really nice guy, really down to earth. And the last time that we were out there together at Fulton Industrial, we were talking, and he had mentioned something that the you know, this was probably two or three months ago, so I can't remember the story exactly. That all of a sudden he 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 started telling me his his life story, you know, and and I've I've run across that a few times. He started talking, and he wasn't talking about work, and I was like, all right, uh, it's time for me to listen. And so I'm listening, and he's telling me all this stuff, and. <clears throat> his dad is actually a traveling missionary mm-hmm. and his, his dad's been all over the world. And naturally when you think of missionaries, if we're in America, you think they go overseas and that, that's what he did. He went overseas and I believe he started churches. He planted them. I believe he did like pastoral care as we were talking about earlier and he had a partner that helped him. And so Daniel had, he had some knowledge of the Bible just because of his upbringing. And either his dad's partner or his dad himself had a stroke. Well, when that happened, he kind of threw Daniel into a tailspin. And that's pretty much where he, he got to. And I'm like, before we go any further, let me go get my bag. And we were on back of the service truck. 
and I put my bag down. I said, now, before I open this bag, I'll let you know right now, I don't have all the answers you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I don't know all the answers you're looking for. But a lot of what you're looking for is in this bag. And I pulled it out, and there's my Bible. And he just said several different other things. And he had he had some interesting views on, like, sin was kind of infinite. Uh, now, he may have changed his viewpoint, but I, I'm getting to the story because we run into each other Monday. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> different situation. And he, it was kind of like if, if, say you are an alcoholic now, you die. When you come back, you're going to be an alcoholic again. Yeah. You're, it's like an infinite sin. Uh, and you and I were talking about it. I was like, what's that thing in Egypt? They always said like afterlife or something like that. When you're reincarnated. Reincarnated, yeah. When you're reincarnated, you're going to be doomed to do the same sin again kind of like groundhog day that movie <laughs> you're gonna live yeah. the same thing over and over until you get it right mm -hmm. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so we did talk i talked to him i believe we prayed and that was i saw him one other time after that i had to go out and work on a truck for him uh, of course he was busy i was busy and uh took care of the truck and that was probably back in October, if I had to guess, the last time that we actually talked. Well, Monday, I went out and looked at a, I had to go out and look at a generator out in East Point. And I'm looking at the generator with the owner of the generator. And guess who comes walking around the generator? Mm -hmm. Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Of course. And so I'm talking to him and I could just tell, I was like, this, there's something different about this guy. He just had a different glow, a different appearance. And he said, man, I want to talk to you before you leave. I said, well, all right. So I did my work and he was working. So I told him I was pretty much at a stopping point. And so we walked off to the side somewhere and it was just him and myself. And he made my day from what he said. He, he actually rededicated his life mm. to God. He got back in church. He said he, he even told me the church is one up in Atlanta. He's going to, he serves at his church. He goes, man, it's, it, he said, you know, and he is the one that mentioned this podcast. Mm -hmm. And that day that we spoke out behind the service truck and I'm not sure you know, whatever the Lord did, he got to got back to Daniel. Mm -hmm. And I guess Daniel listened and Daniel rededicated his life back to God. That's amazing. So that was amazing. And I was mm -hmm. like, man, you, you've made, I said, this is a great <laughs> Monday. Mondays are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just how you think about them. Mondays are new opportunities uh, to, to have a yeah. good week. That yeah. is good. And, and I always try to tell people, I was like, so I know life's busy. I know you get in a hurry and you got deadlines, but if somebody mentions something like that, you know, say, Hey, how you doing? Like walking in and out of his gas station. They're like, man, my life just sucks. Take five minutes and talk. You could save that person. They could be going into that store to buy a bunch of alcohol and go home and take a bunch of pills with that alcohol and kill themselves. Mm -hmm. You never, you never know. know how you're going to impact somebody's life. Just take five minutes. Your life is not that busy. That's right. That's right. You know, in that day, man, out there, when we were talking behind the service truck, I was just like, man, I got to get out of here. It's Fulton Industrial. It was probably a Friday, and, mm. you know, take over an hour to get home. But when he's done that, I was like, everything stops. That's right. That's right. I said, home, home not going nowhere. It's gonna, just going to take a little bit longer to get there. That's right. That's the thing. Uh, it, it, the, the selflessness that it takes to be a disciple of Jesus is hard for um, it's hard. It's, it's hard to embrace sometimes by if you don't know Jesus, um, the world will tell you to do you like that. That's a common phrase. It's probably old Take now. Care of number one and walk on everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, there was this no, old, that's, that's terrible gonna, advice. 
there's this old, old, old uh, movie called Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield in it when I was growing up, um, probably like the 80s. And one of his things he said was, look out for number one and don't step in number two. That's what he always would say. So yeah. It was, uh, yeah. And, 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 and people in, in the world today will say, you do you. And I saw I saw a thing the other day that it's like the most common um, misunderstood thing in one of the most common misunderstood things where people say think it's a Bible verse, uh, the the phrase "God takes care of those who take care of themselves" and stuff like that, and it's definitely not anywhere in the Bible, and it's not true. But people uh, have been brought up in that thought, and and the fact, well, just the thought of me putting everything about me to the side and caring only about you and stopping everything in my life, it's just not a common practice everywhere. Luckily, well, I won't say luckily, I'll say. Um, we're blessed to be around a group of people that understand that. And you and I attend a church that uh, that's very common. We, we, we are blessed to be around a group of people that are willing to give up of their time. And uh, I always say time, talents, and their treasures. And that's not new to me, but that's just like, I didn't create that phrase, but that is very easy to understand. When you give up your time, your talent, and your treasures, then that shows that you understand that you're not the most important thing in the world. Like you, there are other things going on. And if, like you say, someone walking in and they say, well, my, my life sucks. And you're like, well, that that's too bad. I'll see you later on, buddy. You know, what, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do there? So I got to get in the house. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I got a golf course to go get to or something like that. Uh, so got tea time. <laughs> it, absolutely. And so that's the, that's the thing. And, and that's where perseverance and all of that comes into play again also, because it's not under our own power we do anything. And this is going to walk us right into the scripture that we're going to use tonight. We're at the end of the podcast before we, we always do this. We get to the end before we jump into the scripture. So hope everybody's okay. We're getting with that. rededicated to the podcast. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're reintroducing. Uh, <laughs> I said, well, we, what's the topic tonight? I said, really? I think it's just a reintroduction, man. We haven't been around in a while. So we're just going to get our voices back out there. Uh, John chapter 15, Mike and I have been walking through the book of John since last year, and we're going into this year, actually since 2020 when we first started doing this. So uh, it's been a good study, and we got to first, or chapter 14 uh, last in October when we stopped. But John chapter 15 is the title above the whole chapter says the true vine, and that gets us to the understanding of where do we get our strength from, where do we get our power from. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. all about us, but it's about us staying connected to the one that it is all about. And it says this, it says, I am the vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you in abide in me. And this is the most common one is John 15 that everyone knows. 15.5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. And this is so important. For without me, scripture says you can do nothing. And so I think that, that is huge. That's, that's, yeah, that's the heavy hitter right there. Yeah. It's like you, if you don't hang out with me, read my words, read God's words, see what I did. And he goes, even if you don't believe in me, at least believe in the miracles mm-hmm. and the good works that God did, that you're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. You have no ability to do anything that I can do. And it's hard you to, it's sometimes hard for, for Pastor Russell to, I guess at a, at a, at a, as an early believer, the scripture here that says that he takes away for every branch that's on me, in verse two, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, that it may bear more fruit. Um, when God is taking things out of your life, things that as a sinful person that's self-absorbed and, and worried about their self, um, that you My think time. are so important, when God starts <laughs> taking those things out of your life, you're like, well, that was what I did for fun. And that was, you know, this and that. And what am I going to do now, God? I mean, that that's not fair. You're taking away everything I think is important. And, and God, the scripture I read to the teenagers this morning at Mount Zion was out of the book of Psalms. And it says, God will change the desires of your heart. Uh, once you give in to him and say, okay, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. You, 
you are the Holy Spirit guide and direct me as I go about my day and take my cross today and, and follow after Christ, um, you're the one. And, and it's not about me. It's about you changing me from the inside out. And and mm-hmm. what happens is those things that you thought were so important before that were the only thing that could bring you joy and made you feel a certain way and gave you security and all those things, you see how far they were dragging you away from the one true thing that can give you, like he says here, everything you need. I mean, he is the source of energy and power. He is the source of our strength and, of, and if, life. And that, yeah. of life. Like you started the podcast by saying, he is the source of life and in <clears throat> and, and a life that you said earlier that Jesus calls to live, not only live, but to live it abundantly, to live it, you know, to live it to in it. Full is what full, he said. Well, your cup is overflowing and, mm-hmm. and you're enjoying all these blessings. People look into our lives and I'm sure people look into my life and this is I'm I, very humbly. I'm saying this people look into my life and I'm sure they see blessing and they're thinking, man, yeah, you're following Jesus. Look, you, you got it made. You, you have a wife, you have kids, you're healthy. You, you have a house, you have this, you have a job, all these things. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, but none of it is me. Like it, the only reason I have all of these things and appear to be so calm and cool and collective is because I'm into Jesus, like all the way mm-hmm. he is my source of life. And, and that's what gets me through it. And that's what I try to get to people so much. And especially young kids, when I get the chance to talk to them and catch them at a young age, to catch them before they have all the guilt and shame that comes along with sin and, and let them know that Jesus is that source and they can find him right now and he will be with them forever and try to inspire them. I was, uh, I talked to some friends a few weeks back. I'm just going to say some friends. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And we've known them for years, Haley and myself. And I've, I've actually known known them a little bit longer than she has. And I'll go and see them from time to time. It's it's kind of work-related what takes me over there. And anytime, usually when I'm there, I'll go in and we'll talk for a few minutes. <clears throat> well, they had him and his wife had run on the run on some rocky ground and they were they had actually separated for about four or five weeks and i was like well you know i'm just kind of listening because i don't really i don't have any advice you know i'm just listening to them and uh anyway we listened to him some more and i said well we're gonna pray for you man i said we already have uh, we we had thought they had gotten reconciled. They, I guess they patched it up for several months. <clears throat> I guess it kind of fell through on them. And mm-hmm. when I got home, I was telling Haley about it, and I said, out of all of that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about them. I hope they do get reconciled and get back to where they were. And beyond that, uh, I said, God's ways work. Because I was looking at not comparing as apples to oranges, but just seeing, because I was on, we were all on that path at one time, that dead end road. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just looking at it from like an outside view, like even, you know, like your life and their life or that couple's life. It's like God's way works. I said, because we would be in that same position. And Haley's a, big part of that because she actually wanted to go back to church because I didn't want anything to do with it. <clears throat> and then you showed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you messed that up. Yeah, but... That's right. That's right. <laughs> so thankful for it. But, uh, and I and I was just looking, I was like, God, God's way works. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason the the Bible has made it this far and they can't eradicate it they can't incinerate it they can't they can't stop it absolutely because it works and people like well you know then you get into translations and all this stuff i was like whatever i said it works i don't care what translation you read it Mm -hmm. works i don't care what language that's what i was telling them last night because uh when we're doing the book of daniel daniel chapter six starts talking about uh king darius did this and that and he's just all of a sudden onto the scene and 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 people get bogged down and okay where'd this guy come from and what's happening here and why is this other person not there and i said just squash all that let's not worry about all the history and that that's a different time different class tonight let's focus on 
to see what God's about to do in the life of Daniel. When 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 Darius tells him you must pray to me, uh, you must pray to me three times a day, and Daniel says, "No, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go straight to my upper prayer room and 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 pray to Jerusalem." And he's okay. Well, they're going to throw you in a lion's den, and we all know the story yeah. that there's not a scratch on his yeah. body. And so, yeah, sometimes people get bogged down in the details, and at the whole time, the, the truth is. God, living for God works. I, I have gotten a lot of questions in the last couple of weeks about why does this person that I know loves Jesus so much and has surrendered their life to them, why why are they still suffering? Why are they still going through sickness? Why are they still going through pain? It just doesn't make sense. And the answer is sin, but no one wants to hear that answer. Like that's not the answer people want to know. It's not maybe that person's sin, but it's just sin in the world. And if the sin wasn't in the world, then there wouldn't be that hurt and there wouldn't be that pain and all of those things. And so humanity has brought it upon ourselves for all these pains and anguish that we go through. And thankfully, Jesus paid all that. And so when we have that relationship with him, yes, there's still going to be struggle because this world is sinful and this world is broken and, it, and, it, and it's a terrible place. And thank God it's not our home. But as we go through these things, we as believers have the promise of the Holy Spirit walking with us, guiding us, directing us, loving us more than anything can love us. And we can accept the fact that, yeah, bad things are going to happen. But while I'm going through them, I'm not by myself. My God is walking right there with me. As he says here, I'm the vine and I'm the only place you get your source of energy from. Let me read this last bit and then we're gonna, we can wrap up. But after it says that without me, you can do nothing. It says, if anyone does not abide in me, this is verse six. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and they throw them into the fire and they are burned. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. And so he says, what you're trying to do is just abide in me. My words abide in you. And it says you ask what you desire and it's going to be done for you. Now, does that mean I can ask for a, a brand new truck or a bigger house? And that was my desire, God. I mean, you said if I ask, I can have it, right? No, it, it's in the will of God that if it's in God's now, will we, for you to have that. We got in that discussion in class one day. It's like, but Mike, what does it mean? It's like, well, the first thing people are going to ask for is something for themselves. <laughs> Some kind of material. Yeah. Money, a truck. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Golf clubs, mm -hmm. all, uh, yes, whatever it is, it's going to be mm -hmm. a selfish thing. It, but that's where you and I step in and say, "Well, that's not what that means." He said, "But that's what it's written." It's like, "But let's look at it." He was just saying, "Live in me. Mm -hmm. Do my work, my words. Live by my rules." And then at the end, if you ask. Whatever your desire is, it'll be done. And the thing is, your desire for because that new... if, if we live in him, like you said earlier, if we live in him, his desires will become our desires, and his desires are for everybody, as it says in First in Peter, to come to the knowledge of God and repent and turn to him. Yeah, absolutely. That's God's knowledge. Yep. That's what he wants. Yep. And he may give you that truck, and he may give you that bigger house. But what he's saying here is, if you abide in me and my words in you, you ask what you desire, it shall be done. He says, by this, my Father is glorified, and you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. If if he does give you those things, he's given you those things for one simple reason, so that you can be his disciple and glorify, and glorify him with him. Absolutely. To get more people. <laughs> to do what you just <laughs> said. Understand? There you God. go. Absolutely. His desire is humans. And so you can ask for those things, and you may get them or you may not. And I think contentment is one of those things in humanity that it's hard to be content. And I love, um, I think it was Paul. Uh, when Paul was telling, I may be wrong, but I think it was Paul when he said, look, I know what it was like to have a lot. I know what it was like to have a little, and I've learned how to be content in both situations because I know in both situations, God was controlling both of those. And I know that God always has me on his heart. And so if I can learn to be accepting of that and be content with whatever God has deemed into my life and just is there, and then I don't have to worry about what I don't have and what I wish I had and this and that. 
I can sit back and say, okay, God, what I do have is more than enough for me to go on. How am I using that to glorify you? Before I start complaining about this world and complaining about why do people struggle and complaining about this and complaining about that, what am I using to be changed? What am I using to to glorify God with before we get to the complaints? And I was telling them in class this past Sunday, I was at something that I had to learn, and it's something that I believe every human being should learn, is don't be the one when you're on, on top of the mountain. Okay, I got it made. God's nowhere. He's not even in your mind. But when you get back down in the valley, in the valley of the shadow of death, it's like, God, where are you? Yeah, what's happening? Why is so this what, happening, God? <laughs> yeah, what we need to do is when we're on the top, when we're on the top of the mountain, we need to get closer to him. Mm-hmm. So when you do get down in the valley, he knows you are his, whether you have a lot, like Paul said, or you have nothing. Yeah. Be I content. Saw... I said, pray more when you're at the top, because now you're vulnerable and you're dangerous and you're an easier target because you got it made. There's no stress. Mm-hmm. And that's when Satan's going to come in with something to get your eyes off of it. Mm-hmm. I saw um, Louis Giglio, the pastor of Passion City Church up in Atlanta, uh, posted a video <coughs> earlier. Um, and it was saying, you know, you can wake up every morning and like, I'm going to read my devotion because I want God to give me like a little nugget that is going to inspire me. And I just need a little something to get me through this day, I need a little something in case somebody asks me a question. I can drop a little knowledge on them and all this stuff. And he said, God didn't call you to the mountaintop to give you a little nugget so you can go out and appear to have it all together. God called you to the mountaintop so you can realize that he is the nugget. He is what you need, and he is going to provide all of these things. And so I thought that was really cool because sometimes I can find myself, like when I'm going to speak to the school or something, trying to find that one thing I think is going to connect with them. And the whole time, what I need to just be focused on is as long as I'm bringing God to them through his son, Jesus, then that's it. Then the Holy Spirit begins to do that work right then. And and, and that's rely, relying in that contentment, just being happy in that and trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to do what he promises he'll do. That's like we were, you know, we, uh, um, we're doing the new thing now, doing devotional with the with the leadership and we we made the praise team the guinea pigs of it yeah yeah it seems to be working <laughs> and sometimes i'll just i'll take our devotional and read it and sometimes i'll i'll have something on my heart and write one now like you could literally sit stand up in front of a group of people and just open to the book of john and read it and preach to them absolutely you know, just like you said, the, all all the wisdom and knowledge we need is right here. Yep. You know, we don't have to sit and study and pick it apart and use the, you know, the algorithms and and all that garbage they try to decipher and tell the end of time. Why do people want to know the end of time? What is <laughs> the deal with that? It's like Jesus doesn't even know. Why are you so concerned about it? Yeah. He's not concerned about it. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I think but that, you can literally just open up the Bible and start talking to somebody, and, and it could it could almost relate to any any human being in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's how it's made it this many years, absolutely. And so we'll wrap up there. But tonight uh, our message is Jesus is He says God says I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you stay connected to me, I'll be your source of power. If you get disconnected from me, you can do absolutely nothing. And so our encouragement. Just turn on YouTube and hit up the podcast. We'll take care of the rest. That's right. Just listen to us and we'll get you saved. (laughs) So like, subscribe, share with your friends. Uh, If you have questions, we always ask. We haven't got too many yet. We've got a couple, but if you have questions, send those to us. Me and Mike would love to conversate with you. Uh, E-Man, we're so thankful for you being on here. I know you're gone now, but people heard him and, it's good. It's going to be a great thing, I think, to have a younger person on here, um, living in the world, doing what he does, and um, just see, experiencing see what Jesus. The youngins are into these days. That's right. We're getting old now, Mike. It's hard to believe, but we're we're getting up there, brother. And so, God bless you guys. Uh, you're always welcome to join us for worship at Mount Zion if you're ever in the Jonesboro area. Ten forty-five Sunday mornings. A life groups at nine thirty. Wednesday evenings at six thirty. We're just a bunch of uh, misfits that God has pulled together, saved us by His mercy and grace. And we're just trying to go out and create change in the world through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so pray for us. If you can't make it, um, 
we we appreciate you guys listening if you made it this far you're awesome uh thanks for supporting us and uh we will catch you i'm not going to promise next thursday next friday when it gets released but i'm going to say we're going to try our best we're going we're going to try to make it a habit that's right all right guys and we're going to work on the background (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're working on it you know it's all it's all we're we're getting it dialed in we're getting it dialed in baby i think i think the fact that we made it this far there may have been some glitches and it may have slowed up here and there um it doesn't matter to me the fact that you can even hear us and see us any from a pastor and a mechanic that's pretty good (laughs) not bad God bless you. You figure out which one is which. (laughs) That's right. That's right. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you next week.